episode 65 of Music Raygun. I'm Paul Ciampanelli. I'm Kirk Pinchon. This is the show where we pick a music-related topic, then we watch video clips about that topic. And if you go to musicraygun.com, you can check out our video playlist to watch all the clips we talk about. Right, Kirk? Show enough. Oh, Kirk, you're back. I'm back. I'm healthy. So good to see Things you. Things are happy. Good so to good see. to see you. Healthy and happy. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and back in your podcaster's chair. Yes. Ready to do some work. Ready to close out the season. Yes. The season. It's the end of season five of Music Ray Gun. There's going to be a cliffhanger at the end. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, but we're going to end this season like we do every season with a B-Sides episode. We're B-Siding it, man. Which, for anyone listening who hasn't heard previous B-Sides episodes, those are the episodes where we go back to uh, episode topics that we've done in the past few months and revisit those topics for one more bite at the apple. Yes. Uh, and so that's what we're going to do uh, tonight. Nice. On B-Sides 5. B-Sides 5. Listen to that. The only episodes of the past dozen that we're not going to address are grab bags because mm-hmm. those oh, yeah, that's those right. are, yep. are no theme, yep. so we don't need to address them. And dance because I figured we're going to keep doing dance episodes, so we, why use up yes. the dance clips? We are never not doing dance. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, but every other episode since the last B-Sides episode, we're going to revisit those topics. This is going to be fun. Starting with Teen Angst. Oh, okay. And I've I've picked the clip All for right. our Teen Angst B-Side uh, with, for me, maybe the ultimate Teen Angst band, which we didn't address on the original episode, uh, which is The Smiths. Yes. Uh which, I mean, I got into the Smiths not as a teen. I didn't really know about the Smiths as a teen. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish I had been into the Smiths as a teen. <laughs> you, yeah. Had you grown up in the 80s, you would have been a Smith. Yeah, I think I, yeah. I would have. Yeah. Especially if it's like, if you're the type to choose either The Cure or The Smiths. Yeah. I'm a little more Smiths. I don't think growing up back then, you liked both. Uh, there was never an either or, except for me because I, I you didn't like either of them. I oh, I love the Cure. Uh, Cure's fun. Oh, I thought. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. you've talked. I like that. the Cure. Smiths. A lot of lot of my friends love the Smiths. I was kind of like, oh god, <laughs> just shut up. Well, you like please, please, please let me. That get is what a beautiful song. I do you love like the Dream Academy version better. You agree. Which we've talked about on the show. Yes, and I probably would have picked that song for the Teen Angst B side because. Thematically, it's so teen angsty. Yes. And it's so, like, tongue-in-cheek, self-aware teen angsty. Yeah. But we already talked about that song. Mm-hmm. So I picked a similarly teen angsty Smith song, which is Heaven Knows I'm Miserable Now. <laughs> I know that song, yes. Uh, so we're just going to watch the yeah. video, the official music video for Heaven Knows I'm Miserable Now, which includes such teen angsty lyrics as, Why do I give valuable time to people who don't care if I live or die? <laughs> And it's, why why do I smile at people who I'd much rather kick in the eye? <laughs> Which is very miserable teen. Yes, it's so 80s teen. Yeah. I've never seen this video, so this will be interesting. I, I know the song real well. Yeah, there's some in-studio band footage, but it's mostly just Morrissey in a vacant lot with flowers in his back pocket, because that was his thing. <laughs> I mean... Oh my god. His voice. 
You don't like it? No. No. <laughs> I was looking for an after school job. And, and I found it. <laughs> I mean, this does take me back because it's so, I mean, it's very of its time. It's of its time, and if you lived in the 80s and, you know, were part of any sort of theater department, you heard the Smiths a lot. <laughs> I was alive. Yeah. I was one year you old. Year one. But, uh, Wouldn't it be great if one-year-old Paul really got into the Smiths? Yeah. He's like, you just, you dove deep. I mean, you may not like Morrissey's voice, but you have to admit, nobody else sounds like Morrissey. No. Nobody, nobody sounds like him. Why is he miserable if he found a job? Have you never been miserable at a job? <laughs> I have, but when I got that job, I was happy to have that job. That initial, I got a job. You were never like a shitty employee at a job you hated where you resented them for committing the crime of having hired you? <laughs> no. Okay. But, uh, I mean, I have hated a job, but not that initial. The way he sound makes it sound like, oh, he's picking flowers. Yeah, he's definitely. Yeah. <laughs> who's, uh, who's the guitarist again? Johnny Marr. That's right. He's like, a great guitarist. like player. a legit. Yes. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I... Oh, man. Yeah. So often I wish, like, you know, that whole... I was born in the wrong generation. Yeah. I don't... I try not to be that way, but I really wish I'd been in high school in the 80s. That would have been nice for me. Yeah, just you living in it of, like, oh, here's the Smith's new song, and you're just, like, in your room... Yeah. ...playing it on a tape and just rewinding it and rewinding it, going, I am miserable now. And when I was in, in high school in the 90s, it wasn't... It was too recent to, like, come back around as, like, retro. Oh, I, yeah, I, that I makes think, sense. You know? Probably, yeah. I didn't know anyone who was into the Smith. Yeah. Also, it's just... You know, as I've said before, in my high school culture, it was, like, Fish fans, Sublime fans. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody was into cool music. <laughs> music wasn't... Just wasn't something that was part of it. Yeah, I mean, as much as I'm not a Smiths fan, I understood. I think I understood at the time why people like them. Like you, you get, you get. You're like, I hate the music, but I get it because you want to feel miserable. It's melancholy, but it's funny because all the songs are so tongue in cheek. Yeah, it's pretty, but it's. I don't know. It's not quite goth. No, that you you just I I've never really thought of it too much. But yeah, pretty. It's pretty music. So yeah. I think that's why I don't loathe it. Yeah. Uh, it's the sentiment and it's him that I loathe. But yeah. <laughs> but, but it is pretty music. It's well done, crafted, pretty music. I mean, it's it is really poppy, and I think it's it because of the self awareness and the humor in it. It's for. Those miserable high school kids, but the ones with enough humor to laugh at themselves rather than be, like, totally in it, you know, with the teen angst? Gosh, I don't know. I don't know if some kids were just really just fully embracing the angst and weren't were cognizant enough to get the, the comedy of it. Yeah. They just kind of sat and I'm miserable. He gets me. <laughs> I guess it depends on the listener. Yeah, that's true. It's like watching All in the Family, like... The people who liked it because they agreed with Archie <laughs> Bunker, and then the people who liked it because they got that 
the joke was on the him. The joke was on him, yeah. yeah. Exactly. No, it's a but, f- uh, point. Yeah, but I, I figured since we kind of forgot about the Smiths and the Teenage episode yeah. so that we should uh, we should feature that. No, we should. It was good. Yeah. Uh, okay, moving on to our Girl Groups episode. Oh, yeah. I picked the clip for this one as well. All right. Uh, do you know the band The Flirtations? No. In no. fact, when I first looked at this, yeah. I collected quickly and I thought it said The Flintstones. No, it's okay. not The Flintstones. It's not The Flintstones. Uh, no, although I almost picked a Flintstones clip for uh, uh, a later clip in this episode. Oh, okay. Well, Look at that. Get to that. Flir- this is a song from 1968 by a girl group called The Flirtations. It's uh, called Nothing But a Heartache. And this is just a good song. The okay. Flirtations are a trio. Sisters Ernestine and Shirley Pierce mm-hmm. and Viola Billups. And they're still together, according to the internet. Ooh, still I, I love the name. Flirtations is a great name for a girl band. Yeah, and uh, they're Over. from, uh, I think, North Carolina, and then moved up to mm, either New York or Detroit. Oh, okay. They weren't Motown. Uh, so this is uh, this is a music video from 1968. Ooh, I like that. That was shot at the ruins of Tintern Abbey in Wales <laughs> for some reason. Why? <laughs> I don't know, but the video's... A little offbeat. I don't know why they filmed it there, but they sure did. Oh my god. Oh, this is already a good song. Oh, it's so good. This is a great song. You don't know this song? I feel like I've heard it in like a movie or a commercial, but this is great. Also, the flirtations are hot. No, yeah, they're stunning. And their outfits. I. Why did they buy to travel to yeah. Wales to film this? It's, I don't know, maybe they were on tour and were there anyway? That's my guess, because yeah. there's no other reason. And it's really cool, but it's just like, what? And this. It's cool to shoot a music video in these ruins as a set, but like yes. a Smiths video. Not a, <laughs> yeah. Not a girl group. This 60s girl group. has video. nothing to do with this Wales. No. Yeah, their outfits are amazing. Yeah, they're these like orange jumpsuits with huge flared like yeah. bell bottoms. The flares really make it. Yeah. This sounds very familiar. Yeah. It's really good. The wigs are intense. Yes. The whole, the whole package. So I'm wondering if they had any other... Hit. This is their big one, do you know? This is, this is I think, it for yeah. them. Yeah. I mean, again, like boy bands, the shelf life of girl groups are not lost. Yeah. But this song is a jam. This is great. Yeah. But they're also, like, not that animated in the video. Like, no, they're, they're very subdued. The si- yeah. They're yes. Like- I mean, they do the choreography, which is minimal, but still good. Right. But they seem a little unsure of themselves. Yeah. I also wonder if it's because they're all, are they like, so wait, we're doing a movie video for this? That's what, what I was about yeah. to say. Like, at this point, there's still no template for music yeah. videos. So it's like, okay, we'll go to this ruin, this Welsh yeah. ruin. Yeah, why are we here again? Right. They're like, just just do it. We're just going to do it. <laughs> but they're still dressed in, like, their stage yeah, outfits. Yeah, exactly. That's true. I love the shot where they're on the column. They're standing on the, like, yeah. the broken crenellations or whatever. Yeah. 
It's a very 60s. It's very. Oh, is it ending up with a flower? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, of course. Because the 60s. Morrissey would have loved that show. Yes. Yeah. He would have been picking the flower. Yeah. That's just a. Dope, that's a. That's a jam. Just a dope song mm-hmm. that uh, we missed, and I uh, didn't. I've seen that video for the first time since we recorded our girl groups. Episode. Oh, okay. So I was like, man, if I'd known about that, <laughs> yes. I would have put it in there. And I was like, well, B-side. Nope. Yeah. Fine edition. Okay. Uh, introduce your clip. That's the B-side for our Philadelphia episode. Paul, do you know the Hooters? I certainly don't. I don't think so. It oh. rings kind of a bell, but I might just be thinking of the restaurant. This <laughs> this has nothing to do with the restaurant. Right, okay. Um, and this... This was one of those, I was like, I'm, I'm going to put this in for Philly. I'm going to put this. It wasn't like yeah. I found. Uh, the Hooters had a white hot moment in the mid 80s of like, oh, they're they're the next big giant band. Okay. They had three huge hits. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that was it. They had <laughs> three huge. And they had like two huge hits and then one bad, mm-hmm. uh, one medium one. Um and this is their big one called And We Danced. And you'll listen to this and go, what, Kirk? I might know it. You might. It was the a The name hit. of Hooters is ringing a bit of a bell. I didn't watch the clip yeah. before we started recording after you sent it to me. Uh, so we'll, we'll just have to see. What they was had, their other big hit? Uh, Calling All Zombies. And then they had <laughs> Where Do the Children Go. I'll tell you more about them once we play it because they're, they're fascinating, like... Snapshot in time of they were like going to be like a big band. Mm-hmm. But you'll hear this and go, this is very 80s and why why would Kirk listen to this? Are these them or are these actors in the music video? Uh, these are stuffing a, a guy act, into these the, are actors in the music video. They they just stuffed a guy into the trunk of yes. the I can't remember what this has to do with anything. <laughs> Because to me, this is just a... Yeah, so they're going to go see... And this is from 1985? Yeah. Maybe 86. So this is the start of the Hooters song. A mandolin and a melodica. Yes, and they're from <laughs> Philly. Okay. Is this just the intro? Or is it like this? This intro is going to kick in hard. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's hard rock is what you're telling me. 80s uh, pop hard rock? <laughs> okay. Here we go, Paul. Get ready for the jam. At, oh, they, they put it... Ooh. Yeah. They put him in the trunk because they're sneaking him into the drive-thru. Because everyone wants to see the Hooters. So, this was a big song. Okay. And they're also, they're two other big claim to fame. They helped write most of She's So Unusual. Oh, they, oh the, they, uh, the whole album? You the, mean, yeah, or? the Cindy Lauper one. Oh, like, okay. And they, the big thing, they co-wrote uh, Time After Time. Like, that's them. Ooh. Yes. And the other big thing, they opened Live Aid. Oh. Yeah, they were the opening band for the very first act of Live Aid. This doesn't sound familiar to yeah. me. Yeah, here's the chorus coming up. Yeah. But this is also after She's So Amused. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty straight ahead it's pop pretty rock. Straight, yeah, yeah, pop rock from the 80s. It was... But there was like they might have won a Grammy for I think they won a Grammy for best new artist. Yeah. So they had all this stuff for me. All this stuff happened to them. And you were like, oh okay, so the Hooters are the new thing now. Yeah. And then I you never heard from them again. 
There must be a reason. There right? had to be. I'm sure there was a second album. Yeah. And maybe nothing happened to it. And my guess is they're like, well, we're uh, we're writers and producers now, and okay. we're going to be composers first. Because I think that's what they do now for yeah. the past yeah. 20, 30 years. Is that they? Well, look that. on on uh, um, time after time alone. I'm sure none of them are suffering. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's a great. Miles song. Davis recorded that song. <laughs> yeah, everyone loves that song. Yeah. But yeah, it, this is one also one of those weird pop rock eighties. Yeah, we're gonna have mandolin and that weird sound, and um, but we're still gonna be rock. Just a bunch of guys being dudes. Yes, it's also weird too because like this is a Philly sound. Yeah, uh-huh. it's it's weird, but I do uh, like talking to like my good friend Mike. We still talk about the Hooters of like they were going to be big. <laughs> Not so much that we really love them because yeah. I only know the three singles. Yeah, but they were everywhere and they were like MTV all the time. Yeah, and you were like, wow, okay, so this is the next like Huey Lewis or something. Like if you could buy stock in bands, you would have put all your yes. life savings into the Hooters. Yes, you like, would have lost your ass. They're a sure thing. <laughs> they're, they played live. Aid. They're a lock. Yeah. And that just it didn't happen. Why Black Monday happened? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> because, of the, because of the Hooters. Um, like, and where do the children go? Is like a serious slow song. Mm-hmm. Calling all zombies is an up tempo song. That's a cool. That's as cool a song title as "Where Do the Children Go." Is, is a terrible. Song. I can tell just by the title. I don't even want to hear that. It's song. not a good song. <laughs> this song, I don't really like. Where do the? I don't like uh, "Calling All Zombies" that much either. Okay. But I love "And We Danced." I love this. So do all the kids uh, in the audience. In the yeah, music exactly. Area. They all love the them some Hooters. All the extras that they probably paid, yeah, either right. not at all or in hot dogs or something. Exactly. But I think even even at the time that I knew that they were Philly, it was like a big, not a big deal that they were from Philly, but like, oh, there's part there's of their Philly story. Was, yeah. yeah. It's this Philly band, man. They're, they're coming in strong. Like, yeah. I don't know what that keyboard blowing thing is. It's a melodica. Melodica, that's what you said. Yeah. Okay. A mandolin and a melodica. For a, to open it. and close the song. Yeah. Yeah. I think there are a lot of, was was this a top 10 hit? A top oh, 40? yeah. Top, top 10. ten, yeah. But how many top ten hits have had melodica and mandolin <laughs> and in them? Maybe just the Hooters. Maybe just the Hooters hold the distinction. Which is, you know, hey, if yeah. you're gonna hold something, that's not bad. Because like losing my religion has mandolin, but there's no melodica. Yeah, I mean, you know, losing my religion can't hold a candle to any damn. <laughs> oh, Come on, bite your tongue. <laughs> <It was, laughs> All right, uh, you. Insisted that we yes watch this clip yes as the B side for our piano episode yes because there are no other clips that could fit no about the piano no look I, I, you you said this is the only one that you wanted that you for sure wanted yes to have yes when I gave you my list I said I don't <laughs> care which one you use right. this one has to go on and I didn't have anything in particular that I had in mind yeah. for the piano episode. Uh, so I could hardly come up with a reason to refuse your one request. Yeah. But let me just say, before we get into this, I apologize to all pianists <laughs> that this is representing piano in the episode. <laughs> no, you shouldn't because it's genius. <laughs> this is, uh, I, this is Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Eddie Murphy doing his, uh, second single 
off of the Party All the Time album. Well, actually, the album's called How Could It Be? Yeah. And this this is, there were two hits off it. This was kind of like, mm, kind of an R&B hit, not mm-hmm. really. This is a ballad. Yeah. Piano heavy ballad. And it is everything you think it would be sung by Eddie Murphy. And the reason why I chose it is because the video and the video, you're just going to, this video is insane. And you're going to be like, is this a sketch? Is it sketch? Is this a sketch? Yeah. Is, is he doing like a Saturday Night Live sketch and we're missing the humor? No, this is all done earnestly, seriously, and without any sense of humor. Yeah, that seems to be the through line with all Eddie Murphy's music. Yeah. It's like, this is not a joke. Yes. I am a musician. Yes. And this, you will never get him more serious than this moment. Uh, A few episodes ago, for our duets episode, we watched the music video for the Eddie Murphy and Michael Jackson collaboration from 1993. Yes. What's up with you? What's up with you? And and you chose that clip, but you weren't defending it. Yes. You thought it was funny. Yes. You were making the point like, I don't think this is good. It's a bad song. It's a bad video. It's just so weird that we have to talk about it. Yes. Do you or do you not like How Could It Be? This is worse than What's Up With You. <laughs> this makes What's Up With You seem like a bop. Okay. Like, you're going to listen to this going, you know, What's Up not that bad. It's not that bad. But this is a piano-heavy ballad. It's a piano-heavy ballad, and you'll see why I chose the video. Who's the pianist? You'll see. I know I'll see, but who's the... Who's the... The pianist in the video is Eddie Murphy. Yeah, but who plays the piano? I don't know. Just, just some session guy. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it starts out the video. Yeah. There's a piano in his mansion outside. So that's right. his By the pool mansion. because By we're the seeing pool. some water reflections. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Since the 80s and he's rich. And he's throwing a party. He's looking great. Very Coke looking party. Yes. It's a white piano. And he sits to the piano. The white piano is classic. It's pretty good. Best party. So that's his woman who's been talking to another man. So here's the piano part. And this is why I love it. I saw you. <laughs> there is no way he's playing no, the piano. No. Ooh, he's looking so pensive while he plays yes. And I love that like they're not even sh- like showing hands or anything. It's just like this shot of like, you're not playing piano. Okay, just it's I'm just gonna let it play for a bit. Oh, she likes she likes that other guy. <laughs> and this is serious. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I know that part. Do you remember this? I from, do. Yeah. Not from the radio ever. Wait, here comes the chorus. Oof, it's yeah. that like yeah. all that synthy, it's all yeah. like fake instruments. It's so bad. Oh yeah. How could it be that you don't love me? So I never saw this on MTV. I I never heard it on the radio. I saw it on Friday night videos okay. all the time. Oh really? They played they it. They constantly played this. <laughs> and again, it's one of those I say this all the time. Oh, it's a it's a it's a duet. It's a duet, but with like a session play. Some, yeah. yeah, yeah. This is again the thank God for YouTube because I thought I had made this up. 
Because I'd never heard of it again. Yeah. You never saw it again until YouTube came around. And then I went, is there Eddie Murphy? How could it be? And I was like, it exists. Yes. But Eddie Murphy, yeah. comedian, singer, comedian. piano player. <laughs> Look how serious he is. Yeah, they tried to make this song a thing. Uh, and it went pretty deep on the R&B charts, just because they're like, it's Eddie Murphy, he can do anything. Yeah. Um, and then that was quickly. It never crossed on the pop charts. You know, when we were watching that clip in the duets episode, you and I were speculating half serious, yeah. half actually wondering, like, how how does he reflect on his music career now? Yeah. And we sort of assumed when we were asking those questions, like, his music career's in the past, he's not still doing that. Dude, here's a YouTube video of Eddie Murphy making music from, like, a year ago. Like, he's yeah. still... I'm sure he's just like, I do it because I love it. I yeah, can. Yeah, I think he's got, like, a recording studio in his mansion, some, and just, yeah. like, still... I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure he's just got it. Yeah, hit that high note. Do you think Eddie Murphy's ever just like making scrambled eggs in the morning and like singing "How Could It Be" to himself? Like it just gets stuck in his head the way I wonder. It's going to be stuck in my head tomorrow when you I'm will, making breakfast. Yep. Yeah. You also is it one of those where he's like, "Why isn't this a classic? Why has this not stand the test of time?" <laughs> I don't. People don't get it, man. People don't get it. He can. He can sing. There's a... Uh, my favorite Eddie Murphy movie is Trading Places. And there's a scene... You know, you know that movie, right? Yeah. There's a scene in that movie after the rich dudes have taken him in yeah. and princed the pauper and yes. like given him the mansion. And he's sitting in the jacuzzi bathing. Yes. And... Uh, Ralph Bellamy and Donna Meacher on the other side of the door yeah, and saying. you hear him singing yeah. Yeah. from the bathtub yeah. a song that he ad-libbed yes. that Eddie Murphy ad-libbed yes. and it's just two lines and it's do you think of love when your heart beats round and round yeah and then he starts doing like James Brown riffs to it yeah it's great and that is my favorite Eddie Murphy song <laughs> it was like why didn't he expand that why when couldn't he recorded he do that this album instead of doing when you think of love do your heart back beat piano. round and round yeah again like you said no footage of him actually playing no, no miming of playing <laughs> yes. just sitting at the piano just sitting there looking pensive right and his woman is gone but he's still at the piano. <laughs> How um, could it be that anyone allowed this to happen? <laughs> Did it chart? I mean, I know that party all the time is... It charted R&B. Yeah. Not particularly deep. <laughs> Did he tour? So I was going to get the house, babe. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's it. It's over. Right. That's no it. discussion. No, no discussion, discussion. No nothing. It's yeah. done. Yeah. Yeah. He sang uh, his song, How Could It Be, You Don't Love Me, Who Gets the House? Well, the answer is she gets the house. It's a little bit like R and Juice Jones. Uh, was it Walking in the, the Rain? The Rain. It's just the rain. It's just the rain. So Similar situation, but a little a little less aggro than, <laughs> yes. than R and Juice was. I mean, I prefer the rain. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. There's no Eddie Murphy being like, sit down, baby. I got some hot chocolate on the stove. That would be brilliant. <laughs> Instead of him at a piano. It's just him. He just plays the piano and is just like, so who's going to get the house? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sad, Eddie. 
Yeah, I don't like seeing Eddie Murphy. Sad. I don't like you seeing Eddie Murphy sad. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's do a B side for the Todd Rundgren episode. Uh, it's where I play. I have nothing. To yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> no, I have a good one. You're gonna okay. like this. You're gonna like this because I know that your reaction because the main. The the thesis statement of the Todd Rundgren episode was this guy has done everything. Yes. His career is wild. He's made every kind of music. And some of the music that he's made, you hate it. Yes. Some of the music that he's made, I hate. But some of the music that we featured in that episode, you were like, oh, this yes. is good. Yep. Particularly, uh, I was surprised that you liked that Power Pop song. Yeah, that was a good song. That was a song from one of his solo albums. But the clip we watched of him doing uh, on... A talk show he performed it with his band Utopia oh yes remember yes. yep now Utopia when it formed was sort of like his prog project mm-hmm. in the mid 70s but they kept going and went sort of pop in the 80s oh okay so we're gonna watch the music video for a Utopia single from 1982 this is the song Feet Don't Fail Me Now. Okay. From Utopia's self-titled 1982. Oh, if I know this. Just a, maybe you do. It's a weird music okay. video. Yeah. Just a little background. Um, in 1982, the band was without a label and their bass player, Kasim Sultan, quit the band. And so they, they hired a new bass player, a guy named Doug Howard. Mm-hmm. And Doug Howard worked on this album and he co-wrote a bunch of the songs, including this song. Right? Oh, okay. But then the band got a new record deal. And then so when they got a new record deal, their old bass player was like, I want back in. <laughs> and they said, okay. They did. And and uh, Doug Howard was like, that's fine. He's like, I'm, he, he did. There wasn't, oh. there was no animosity. Okay. He was like, fine, I'll move, like, I'll yeah. move aside and you can let him back in. This all happened, like this album came out in August of 82 and the bass player quit in like January of 82. So it all happened very fast. Oh like he quit. They got a new bass player. They wrote and recorded the album. And then the old bass player was like, I want to be back in the band. And then they released the album. That all happened in like nine That's months. That's crazy. So the guy who wrote this song and, and recorded bass on it, like the album cover has a photo of the band, but he's not in the photo. And oh, interesting. He's not in the music. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he co-wrote this song and it was like a minor hit for them. Okay. But it's poppy and I think you might like it. What the fuck is this? This video is weird. This video is weird. I don't know this video. I don't know the song, but I do like it. Yeah. Yeah, the band is dressed in like these weird bug costumes. Yeah. And it's like green screen. I think it's it's all like I don't think it's green screen. It's practical, but there is it? That's green screen. I don't think it is. Is it? Maybe it is. I, I either really like the song or really know the song because this is good. Yeah. Rundgren doesn't sing the lead parts, but you can hear him on these yeah. on these harmonized uh, chords parts. It's funny because any other band or any other artist has been like. What are you doing, dude? You're from the 70s and you like did the prog rock and rock. Yeah. But like with Todd Rundgren, you're like, oh no. It yeah. makes sense. Utopia has a similar arc to Genesis that way. Oh yeah. Where they were like really sort of pretentious prog in the 70s and then the 80s hit and they were like, 
well, that's not so marketable anymore. So it's, <laughs> it's not like something. Todd Rundgren can't write a pop song. No, anymore. he can in his sleep. This this is a great song. Yeah. I wish it was a better video. Like, I wish it wasn't such a... If it was like a more straightforward video, it might have even charted better. It's impossible to describe. They're wearing these weird full-body but puppet-looking bug costumes. Yes. And they have like the... like. Those antenna on spring yes. head head things. Yeah. And this is like a shot of three of them in a sink. Yeah. Like if they're just, small little bugs. Yeah. And they're just holding on this shot for a good like 30 for seconds. Ever. It's yeah. Like cause there's it's like they don't haven't figured out a music video yet. Right. Ooh, bug play in a bass. Oh, but it's and like they're playing yeah. it with their costume hands. That's not run good there. No, this song is really good. Yeah, isn't it good? And and this multi-layered um, harmonizing yeah. and all the hand claps are almost like a precursor to the acapella album. Oh, yeah, that thing. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. It is, it's just, it goes to show that, like, if he really wanted to, he could just have been a straightforward commercial artist producer yeah he could have just been like yeah that's what I do no he's just a weirdo with a lot of uh, ideas yeah like I, it, this feels like effortless thing probably yeah he's like I'm gonna do a pop song for 80s why not but also he didn't write this on his own yeah so that bass player co-wrote it but I'm sure he's probably the yeah. figurehead of it and kind of in the studio was like this is how it'll sound yeah. and, and, even, and even though that guy left the band before they even shot promo f- uh, photos for the album. They were like, well, that's a hit, so we're going to make that a single. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be the thing. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I hope the guy still got paid. Yeah. Uh, sure. Okay, let's do a clip for our smooth jazz b More smooth jazz. Yes. Um, I, I almost forgot to specify the fact that you chose the clip for this <laughs> yes. one because it sort of goes without saying. It would have been great if you like, no... Kirk gave me a selection, but I figured, nah, I can yeah. do better. Yeah. I, th- I, I know some ideas. jazz better than Kirk. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is, I've mentioned this group before. This yeah. is a smooth jazz super group. Mm. Uh, one of really the only ones. Uh, and this is uh, with a guest artist singing. Yeah. Um, so this is foreplay. <laughs> right. F-O-U-R play. Yes. Get it, guys? Super clever. Yeah. Yeah. And Fort Play is essentially the brainchild of uh, a man we love, Bob James. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's basically the the guy who put it all together, and it's it's one of those he's been around forever, and he's like, you know what? Let's just get some of my friends together, and we'll form a, a super group. Yeah. Um, and uh, they're still around. I mean, there's rotating um, guys in it. It's always uh, it's always Bob James. And it was, it's the basis, his last name's East, I can't remember his first name. Mm. Uh, and then they had like rotating guys. I'm sorry, the East is the, the drummer. Uh, like for a while, a guy we had in there was Lee Rittenauer, he was in there. Oh, right, 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 I remember yeah. him. And yeah. then there was another guitarist named Larry Carlton, who then uh, passed away. Now it's this guy named Chuck Loeb. None of this means anything to anybody except people who are like smooth jazz. Like, oh, those guys, they're all like masters in their field. Smooth, yeah, smooth yes. jazz superstars. Smooth jazz superstars. Yeah. So this is a this is like their first big, uh, this is from 1990, I believe. And they do a lot of like, hey, we're going to do some guest singing on this too. So they brought in Elle DeBarge. Sure they did. Why but, wouldn't yeah. you? For a little After the Dance. After the Dance is the name of the song. After the Dance is the name of the song. From 1990, you said? From 1990. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> you're feeling it. You gotta have those chimes. The, Listen, the, when you the, gotta when, have the chimes when the drummer has the wind chime. Yes. Thing. Yeah. In uh, this version, that yeah, the guy from the car's lead, a lead with an R. And there's L. And this is a, again, you might you've never heard. There's Bobby Yeah. This is a smooth jazz staple. Oh, is it? Yeah. This is always like if you're on Spotify and be like smooth jazz music. Yeah. This will be in it. Okay. So this was like a hit. Yeah. This is a hit. This is, uh, yeah, very well known. What do you, like, is there a radio station in Los Angeles that you listen to for this type of music? There is, was... I'm sure you've mentioned this before. Is 94.7 The Wave. Okay. Which, for decades, was a huge smooth jazz station. And then, like, we talked about how smooth jazz kind of died because the ratings were all weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And also that. So now, then it became, like... Now it's just adult contemporary. Okay. Uh, I kind of they'll play this on it. Not as they don't play as much just smooth jazz anymore. Yeah, but they'll mix in other R and B. They'll mix in other. It's basically adult contemporary R and B. Yeah. It used to be smooth jazz, and then they would play like smooth jazz, Sting, and stuff like. And then they got rid of like Sting, and now it's just adult contemporary. Just the station they play at the dentist office. (laughs) Basically. Yeah. Basically. And so I'm trying to remember what that station is in Providence. I think it's also called The Wave. Yes. Most of them are called The Wave. (laughs) Uh, You know. And they used to be great. And they used to have like Quiet Storm Nights. And they used to have all this. But now it's all. Yeah. Yeah. Radio formats change and get consolidated. Yeah. I remember when the big like, not to get too off topic, but like the oldie station back in Providence. You know, it used to do 50s and 60s. And then it did... 60s and 70s and they even drop the 60s and it's yeah. like 70s and 80s. Just, and exactly. Like that. It just changes. The only thing about which I love of the smooth jazz station here in LA is every Sunday Yeah. it's so ridiculous. It's so it's almost too on point. They'll be like hey we're doing our smooth jazz brunch at Spaghettini's in Seal Beach. <laughs> And you're like, I don't know what any of those words mean, but, but it, it sounds all, right. It sounds yeah. right. Spaghettinis. Yeah, Spaghettinis, Smooth Jazz Brunch and Seal Beach. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they'll play this song. I mean, this will, will easily you be You get bottomless mimosas. Bottomless mimosas and some egg frittatas and, you know, some eggs benedict and listen to some smooth jazz. Here's what I love but about... But that's something they still do? Yeah. In where? Seal Beach. Where is Seal Beach? No, I haven't been to Seal Beach. I don't know. Okay, but it's got to be somewhat local. It's somewhere LA. It's not San Diego, yeah. so. I gotta find Spaghettini. Spaghettini. lunch. Yes. Come out for some Seal Beach action. Now, I love. Um, it's, this is fascinating to me watching this because this is Bob James. Yeah. And, like, this is 1990. He's been around for, like, 20 years already. Yeah. So, like, when I first heard of Thor play, I was like, oh, look at these old guys. Yeah. <laughs> look at these yeah. old guys. And then they're probably, like, my age doing this. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I just I just love that it's Bob James's thing. And, like, they still have a website. They still tour. Still rotating cast. Yeah. Last time we talked about Bob James, James I think we determined that he's, like, well into his 80s. But still, yeah. Still doing it. Still kicking it, man. Yeah. It's, it's wonderful to hear. But yeah, this was the single. I can't remember the name of the album. I have the album. Uh, and this is the best song on it. Really just really good stuff. 
But that's also the cool thing about jazz is you don't have to be like young and sexy to do it. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's, it's a bunch of just old guys even there just uh, yeah, just yeah. doing it. Well, then again, the Rolling Stones still tour, so. But they're not as good as Fourplay. <laughs> I'm saying they're not young and sexy, but they're no. still doing it. And they're not as good as Fourplay. Well. You know it in your heart. You'd rather see you'd rather <laughs> no, I mean, that's. I'm not. I, I don't think we ever actually talked about whether or not you like the Rolling Stones. I'm not surprised. I don't hate them. Don't. It's not like that. I feel like the uh, the Doors or uh, the Beatles. The Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer the Stones over the Beatles. Okay. Yeah. Plenty of people do. There's, there's some yeah. good Stone songs. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Our next revisit is our Def Jam recordings yeah. episode, which is the first episode we ever did was where the topic focused on uh, a, a label. Yes. And we chose Def Jam. Yes. And you picked a B-side for that. I did. I... Uh, I've had this one around for a while. Yeah. I was going to put it on the original Def Jam one. I was going to put it on a saxophone one. And then I was like, oh, let's just put it on the Def Jam one. And this is LL Cool J's going back to Cali. Yeah. When we when we did the Def Jam episode, we covered LL Cool J, but we didn't actually hear any of LL's music yeah. because we watched that weird Dutch documentary that became, oh, yeah. it became like a hip hop cult classic because mm-hmm. it documented the... The New York hip hop scene yeah. in the eighties, and it was like one of the first documentaries that did that. Uh, so there were some cool clips of LL Cool J, like at his grandma's house where he lived at the time because he was like seventeen. Yeah. Um, but we didn't actually listen to LL Cool J music in no. that episode, so this is a good B side. This is good. I love this song too. This yeah. is such an interesting kind of out of the box song for him. Uh, going back to Cali. Yeah. Which to me, because I'm a 90s kid, when you tell me, when you ask, oh, hey, yeah, you I know that me. rap song, Going Back to Cali? I'm like, yeah, Biggie. <laughs> You're like, no. That's Biggie. Big, Biggie. It's Biggie biting out. Yeah. Uh, just the lyric, though. Yeah. Yeah. This is a jam. This yeah. is a good stuff. Which album is this from? It's not. This the... is from Walks Like a Panther. Oh, it is. I thought Walks Like a Panther. But it's actually after. started as the Less Than Zero soundtrack. That's how I know it. Oh, okay. The, which was the big Def Jam. Yes. Yeah. Which is, this song is great in Less Than Zero. Less Than Zero. It fits yeah. so well. But that means it's on the same album as Big Old. <laughs> yes. Yes, it which is. Which we reference at the yes. end of every episode of this <laughs> show. Right. It is. With our sign-off. It is. Cool trumpet intro. Yes. This, this part. Is the whole that makes the music that makes the whole song? I don't think so. This was so. This was a pretty big song. It really hit pretty big in the sense that it actually got spoofed early on. Colin Quinn did a spoof of it for MTV called "Going Back to Brooklyn." Was that on remote control? No, it was just like, like a one-off. I think it might have been. I don't know. It was, it was like a special. single. Yeah. Oh, it was like a wacky single that they played for a bit. Yeah, just going back to Brooklyn and just him talking about being going to Brooklyn. Where's that? Is he from Queens or Brooklyn? Or He's where? from Jamaica, Queens, I think. Queens. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The Kangol, still wearing the Kangol. And I, uh, I'm doing a little research on it. I think this video was shot only in. Venice and uh, uh, Observatory. Oh, there's Observatory shots? Yeah. That's cool. I think there, at least that's what I read. I don't remember, but you look at all this, and like, yeah, that's that's Venice. I live pretty much in the shadow of the Griffith Observatory. That's it's right. Like a mile away. Yeah. 
But it is a really like it's a weird song. It's a weird song yeah. for him. And I think it's because this is a this is a Rick Rubin song. Yeah, it's got that sort of really spare 808 yeah. Def Jam yeah. beat to it. This but it's still even for that that sound it's understated. Yes, exactly. And oh uh, there's the observatory. Oh yeah, there you go. And it's yeah, it is sub- it's it's also LL subdued. Yeah, he's really uh this is Mama said knock you out, this isn't. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't even big old butt LL. No. And there's Rick Rubin right there. Yep. Just the baby baby face Rick Rubin. Yeah. This is my favorite part of the video, which I'm gonna do for you right now. Look. I this I I know this by heart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you do that hand gesture every time? Every you time hear I this do song? it. Yeah. Every time that, no matter when, <laughs> I do it. I love it. It's my favorite part of the video. Yeah. Oh, what neighborhood is that? Isn't that just around the corner from here? <laughs> that, I mean, I don't know. Every stretch of Hollywood Boulevard looks the same. Yeah. Oh, look, a strip mall. Oh, look, traffic. Yeah. It's also kind of a like a God, almost, it's not a sad song, but it's kind of like a downer. It's cool. It's cool. Here's the sax part. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a cool song, but just the whole like I'm going back to Cali. He's like, nah, I don't want to go back to Cali. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking going back there. Yeah, the, the Biggie the Biggie record is more positive. Yeah, than Cali. yeah, exactly. It's the I don't think so, which is such a good part of the song. Yeah. And there he's, he's leaving. He's leaving Cali. Yeah, he's not a California guy. Who, who knew? Yeah. Go. Yeah. Good stuff. The Biggie version, of course, came in the middle of the whole East Coast West Coast thing. Though. Yes, that's and right. And Biggie being like with Biggie and Pac, Biggie was a New York guy. Yeah. So for him, the whole song is about how like yeah, but I love Cali though. Yeah. Of course he did. <laughs> of course he loved Cali. Of course he did. Yeah. Uh, and then you know. You go back home before there's a quake. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> or a fire. Yeah. Uh, okay. You know, we when we did our San Francisco episode, we both had a little more difficulty than we thought. Yes. Coming up with San Francisco bands. Yes. There that are, are not like Oakland bands. Yeah. Right. When yeah. it's San Francisco only. Yeah. There are fewer than we thought. And a lot of the most famous ones are bands that neither of us like. <laughs> yes. Uh, like you talk about the Grateful Dead. Yeah. Well, we found a way to talk about Starship without yeah. talking about Jefferson Airplane. Yes. And then also a lot of bands from NorCal, uh, who I thought were San Francisco and aren't even Oakland are like Santa Cruz or like, oh, you know, other, yeah. yeah. I found out even the Grateful Dead are technically not from San Francisco. They're from one of those other outlying okay. NorCal cities. So I had to do some research mm-hmm. for the B-side, and I had to find something that I, you know, didn't have lying. It, it's not a true B-side in the sense that it's not a clip that I had originally wanted to include with the episode mm-hmm. and left it out. I had to go find something for the B-sides episode, but I found something that I thought was kind of cool. Didn't even know the song before mm-hmm. I found the clip. I was like, let me just find a band I've never heard of yeah. from San Francisco. And I'll look for a song that I like by a band I don't know, and that has a video that we can watch. 
I love this test that you gave yourself. So this is just this is new to me. Oh wow, this is awesome. It's really '60s folk pop, and I don't think you'll like it. Okay, because it's so of its time. Mm-hmm. But I think it's kind of cool. Uh, this band is called We Five. I like that name. And it's it's a quintet. It's a pop quintet. Oh, uh, four dudes and a and a chick singer. And uh, this song is called You Were On My Mind. Does that ring any bells? None. Zero. Okay, here's an interesting thing. Do you remember on uh, the most recent mini episode you were on when Mm -hmm. we did the music trivia quiz and I got a zero. Yeah. Big fat zero. I remember that well. And I just straight up didn't know any of the songs. Mm -hmm. One of the questions from the 60s was, uh, it was something about like what folk duo had the same, had Albert Grossman as a manager. Yes, he was yes. Bob Dylan's manager yep. and this Canadian folk duo. And I didn't know. And the answer was Ian and Sylvia. Yes. And I was like, never heard of Ian and Sylvia. Right. Well, this is a cover of an Ian and Sylvia oh, song. Oh, no way. Wait, that you just randomly found and then dug deep. And yeah. you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Because Ian and Sylvia aren't from San Francisco. Synergy. Right. So the Ian and Sylvia record is from 1964. This is a cover from 1965. Okay. But I don't think Ian and Sylvia's version was a big hit. We Five's version went to number three on the Hot 100. Wow. And Billboard ranked it the number four song of 1965. Wow. That's I mean, I've no never, small I've never heard it. I've no. never heard it. So I don't, you know, I never heard it on oldie stations growing up that I can remember. Mm-hmm. But it was a hit at the time. Oh, this is going to be a so. Here it is, and this is them. I think a TV performance. Uh, this is "You Are on My Mind" by We Five. And it's cool the way it it starts sort of groovy, and then it yes. like it intensifies as it goes. Very sixties. Very sixties. Look at these. Look at this band. Yeah. Kind of looks like Linda Ronstadt. Yeah, she does. Fascinating with the matching sweater vest. The guys. They look cool for a bunch of squares. Look, I don't like this song, but I love how this. I love this look. Yeah. And. Help me out here. Yeah. What's going... Obviously, we have a bass... We have an acoustic... Bass player back there, yeah. And then what are the other two guitars? There's four guitars essentially in this. Uh, including the bass guitar? Yeah. 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 So, what are the other two guys? So, you got the acoustic guy, the bass guy. What are these two I guys I don't think doing? there is no... Oh, there is an acoustic. That's, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And uh, a lead, and a, an acoustic lead, and a rhythm? I don't know. Wow. One of them's playing a hollow body. The other one's playing a Rickenbacker. I like the dude with the glasses because he looks like he every is. indie rocker <laughs> from yeah. the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. He does. Yeah. Then the bass player's a big, tall, blonde guy. Yeah, and that dude is of this era. They've got every archetype in the... Wow. And then they got the good-looking guy in the acoustic. Yeah. Yeah, the dude, the, the the guy with the glasses is also like real high energy. Yeah, he's my favorite. Oh my god, he is a '90s alt rock star. He's like a he's the bridge between Buddy Holly and Elvis Costello. <laughs> yes, that's right. He was he would be back if there was no back. Yeah, and the and then the blonde bass player looks like Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> <laughs> but this is like the most '60s that like it really is. Even though I haven't heard it, I was like, yeah, I've heard songs like it. Yes. You know? I'm wondering. I was looking at a TV show. There. 
Or maybe it's, I don't know, it's just a studio recording, yes. but they're all great looking. and yeah, They're all young and... Yeah. It's so square that it, yeah. like, goes back around and becomes hip. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's way square. Yeah. Especially how they act. But now, with hindsight, it's kind of cool. Especially yeah. the, the, the glasses guy, the way he's playing the dog. And they've got, like, this drummer in the foreground who, I guess, isn't part of the no. five in Wii 5. So. I yeah. I loved this video. Yeah. It's yeah. I know it's not video. your type of music, but the for what it is, it's a great cool. version of that 60s yes. sound. And just, if you had said, oh, this is San Francisco sound, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's a San Francisco sound. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It maybe not necessarily is, but it just feels it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, you picked this next clip as a B-side for our duets episode. Yeah. And I just want to say, I love that you picked it uh, because we did a clip in that episode of a song called Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, yeah, we did. That's right. But you didn't even remember I, that when you I, picked I, this one? I, no, I did That's insane. <laughs> we did it. We, oh, in shit. that episode, I picked a clip yes. by Serge Gainsbourg and Bridget Bardot called Bonnie and Clyde. Yes. This is a song called The Bonnie and Clyde Theme by Yo-Yo with Ice Cube. Yes. Now, I have never heard of Yo-Yo, so you're going to have to tell me oh, about Yo-Yo. Oh, you don't Yo-Yo. know Yo-Yo? No. Yo-Yo was the first uh, female rapper signed to Ice Cube's uh, record label when he left uh, NWA and formed his own um, uh, record label. Okay. Uh, and uh, Yeah, this is from 93. Yeah. She had a bunch of, she had a bunch of hits. She had her big hit, which is a hard ass song. You'll love it. Is you can't play with my yo yo. <laughs> it's a f- oh my god, that song is awesome. Yeah. She is great. You'll love her style. Yeah, she's like a harder Queen Latifah. I um, did. Yeah, I looked it up because I was trying to figure out what this was exactly. And yeah. So when I looked it up, I found out that this is actually technically it's it. Like, this YouTube video is credited to Ice Cube and Yo-Yo. But, yeah. But it's on her album, it's and her, he's a yes. guest on that He's track? a guest on it because he produced her album. Right. But yeah. I'd never heard of her. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, she was she was around that time yeah. where, like, MC Light, Yo-Yo, Queen Latifah, Salt and Pepper, right around that first generation of Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she was a little, but she was a little harder. Yeah. She was a little harder. Who was, who was the one uh, from our Def Jam episode who was the... Uh, Nikki, uh, Nikki D. Yeah, who's Nikki like the D. first female rapper on that label on, uh, on Public Enemies. Yeah, on, uh, yeah, uh, Public Enemies. So she's 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 more accessible than Nikki D, but kind of as hard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and this is, but this is a TV performance. Yes, I can't remember what it's from. It's, it's not from, from Arsenio Hall. It's either, it's either Arsenio Hall or Living Color. Oh, it might have been a Living Color. Yeah, I was watching. Oh no 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 no! Because oh, no. Robert Townsend's it's introducing the, it's the, uh Robert Townsend had a, a an HBO special of, of black comedians, oh. and it was something called like the something of Hollywood, the comedian criminals of Hollywood, something like that. Uh, was this like promoting Meteor Man? <laughs> no, this was before Meteor Man when he was still okay. pretty like big. And Would it have was been just, around that. Time. Yeah, it was around that time. So maybe it was like around the Five Heartbeats time. Ooh, okay. Um, so this was around when uh, he just, before Def Comedy Jam, he's just like, you know what? I have a name now. Yeah. I'm going to bring out all these black comedians that I really love, and I'm going to close it out with Yo-Yo and uh, Ice Cube. Cool. This song's a jam. Ice Cube and Yo-Yo! I like that. Yeah, me too. I love Ice Cube. Ice Cube is... He's good. You're going to love this thing. Yeah. It's the man's world, the 
now that he makes family movies, it's, it's sometimes I forget like what a badass. Yeah, he is. I know. Yeah, I think this actually this might have been Meter Man time. This is like ninety two, ninety three, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, five Hearts is like ninety one. Yeah. yeah. She looks awesome. She's fucking badass. Love Yo-Yo. Her hair is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And this is 93, so with the like the baggiest jeans yes. and a big baggy denim vest She's over denim. so cool. Yeah. And I was I wanted to put a, a rap duet in the duet uh, show. Yeah. And my first instinct was there's the Met the Man, Mary J. Blige, You All I Need. Okay. Which is their... Uh, uh, Tammy and Marvin Gaye tribute. Yeah, okay. But it's really just Mary singing a hook and, and, and meth rapping. Yeah, a lot of so there's those a lot of that. R&B hip-hop collabs yeah. are, are like that. Yeah. This seems to be like they're actually trading yeah, verses. Yeah, and so this is why I wanted to bring this up. Yeah. Because it's a, it's a real duet. Yeah. Now, when I picked this, did you think, oh, Kurt's picking Bonnie and Clyde? Because I picked Bonnie and Clyde. I thought it was just like, like maybe when we did that, it reminded you of this, and you're like, oh, this will be a cool little synergy. I'm not that Because I know how much you love synergy. I love synergy and didn't think of it until you just said it. (laughs) But... I yeah. should have been, yeah. That would have been cool if you'd remembered this for that episode that we had two clips. Yeah. That but that's why it's a perfect visa. Yeah. And they still play this on the, the old school hip hop radio station in LA. Yeah. This still, this was a big hit. Yeah, I don't think I know it, but. You know. Yeah. It sounds like what it is. It's yeah. 1993. Yeah, you were you're young. So yeah, like, cause I think, yeah, like this was right around the time Ice Cube was doing like the Predator. Uh, yeah, I think it was a good day. Is yeah. is ninety three? Yeah, it's around that time. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what Yo Yo's up to now? She's still around. Is she, I don't. I mean, she's still around. I don't think she does. She. I don't know what she does. That's a good question. I think. Well, like you had said, Nikki D sort of retired from yeah. the music business, but was still do, was doing like, uh, uh, like she's a clothing like Mar- line or she something. She does baby fat or something. Like yeah, that. yeah. Something like that. Uh, I don't know what uh, Yo-Yo's up to. Uh, I don't know if she's still doing music stuff behind the scenes. Or, I thought she was. But she was also part of... Um, Brandy had a song, I Want to Be Down. I remember that. And they had a, a rap version of it. Yeah. And she's on that with like MC Light and that. Uh, yeah, so that was like another big one she did. And that's, uh, yeah, Bonnie yeah. and Clyde theme. That was cool. Yeah, I figured you'd like Yo Yo. You should listen to Don't Play With My Yo Yo because that's pretty hard. Yeah, I'll check that you out. That. It's like, I, like I've said a million times, I don't recognize that song, but the sound is so of its time that I'm still like nostalgic for like. Yeah, early '90s rap, <laughs> yeah. gangster rap. Yeah, when I was living it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the bass in that song was oh, great. Yeah. It's so I, good. I want to find out what the sample was. Oh, I used to know what the sample is, and I've completely yeah. forgotten. Yeah, it's a well-known sample. Yeah. Uh, okay, one more clip left. All right, from our previous episode, which was our guitar episode. Yeah. Do you know who James Honeyman Scott was? No. One of my favorite guitar players. Mm-hmm. 
If he had lived, I think he'd be one of the most celebrated guitar players. Mm -hmm. As it is, his career was very short, but he'll still get name checked. Like if you see articles about like the greatest guitar players of Mm -hmm. all time or whatever, James Honeyman Scott will usually show up. Okay. He was the original guitar player for the Pretenders. Like how original? Like before they broke big? No. Um, like the original lineup. Yeah. You Do you know the story of the Pretenders? Like we all know the Pretenders is basically at this point Chrissy Hine's solo project. It's like Chrissy Hine and whoever is That's in her That's kind band of how I is Pretenders. Yes. The original band was her, James Honeyman Scott, Pete Farndon on bass, Martin Chambers on drums. Mm-hmm. They... Formed in the late 70s, their first album has Brass and Pocket on it. Yeah. Came out in 1980 mm-hmm. and was a huge hit. Yeah. Pete Farndon is a heroin addict. Mm-hmm. And by 1982, he's a problem. And James Honeyman Scott insists that they kick him out of the band because they can't work with him anymore. Mm-hmm. So they do that. Two days later... James Honeyman Scott ODs on coke and Oh, dies. shit. He was 25. Wow. Holy fuck. Like exactly a year after that, Pete Farndon ODs on heroin and drowns in a bathtub. That story I do remember hearing. So like yeah. two years after the band first broke big, half the band is dead. Yeah. Uh, Martin Chambers stays on as drummer for a long time. He's in and out of the band. Currently today, he's he's the drummer in the Pretenders. Mm-hmm. Um, but after after those two died, that's when it kind of became like uh, other musicians cycled yeah. in and out of the band. Anyway, that's the tragedy of James Honeyman yeah. Scott. He died very young and suddenly and tragically, but he was an awesome guitar player. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to watch the music video for my favorite Pretender song, which is off their debut album. And uh, uh, they only released two with that original lineup. Okay. Uh, This is Tattooed Love Boys. Do you know this song? No, but this is off the same album as Brass and Pocket? Yeah. Okay. This rocks a lot harder than that. I do love Brass and Pocket. That's a great song. Yeah. So I just want to read a quote from him about his playing Mm -hmm. so that... You can listen for it a little bit in this sure. song. Uh, he's when he was talking about, because he plays lead and Chrissy plays guitar too. She played like a rhythm. Mm-hmm. So he said she does quite a bit of rhythm guitar, and I don't know anybody who plays like her. It's real distinct, and I can't count her beat half the time. Huh. Instead, I just put a little guitar line over it, like the lick in Tattooed Love Boys. He joked about his other strategy. I've never told them I can't work out their time at all. They're used to me coming in a bar too late. They think that's the way I play, but it's because I missed when she comes in. So I just bluff it and hope for the best. I love shit like that. I do too. I love like a drummer who's always like a little behind the beat or, you know, when it's... And you'll hear that in this song. There are these little weird staggered... Like it always sounds a little off the beat. Mm -hmm. And then his guitar line is just this cool... You'll hear it. If you don't know the song, you'll hear it, but... I love, this is my favorite Pretender song. Okay. That sort of shiny yeah. thing that he's playing there. And you hear her like chugging yeah, yeah. guitar and he's just kind of accenting it. 
Oh, I know the song, yeah. Uh, not very well, but I know the song, yeah. He's got a cool solo in this song, too. I love, the thing I love about that is, like, where people are like, oh, that's just how he plays. That's his kind of creativity genius. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm fucking up. Yeah. But I'm just going to keep going. I love that. I yeah. think that's so fascinating. So he just came up with lines to, like, accent. Yeah. He's like, I'm just going to keep going and figure it out, but it's not me being genius. It's me just trying to hold on. Just that repeating three yeah. thing that he plays. Which is really kind of like, it's the hook of the song. Yeah. Yeah, the Pretenders are a band where I don't dive deep, but any single I'm like, oh yeah, it's a good song. Every single they have is good. Their whole first album is perfect. Yeah. I love every record on that. But album. yeah, every song like that was released as a single. I'm like, oh yeah, this is a great song. Yeah. It's a great song. Uh, yeah. It's real chuggy in yeah, parts. Yeah, yeah. Solo. <laughs> They're kind of badass, man. Yeah, they yeah. were. Yeah. This is the cool when it's just a little bit of soloing. It's just a cool yes. little, a few little licks. Exactly, because he stops. Right. It goes again. Stops. Goes again. It's not all over the place. It's not showy. It, no. it does what it's supposed to do. It just accents the theme yeah. of the song. It doesn't stop the, the the groove and the drive of the song. Yeah. I like all those shots of Pete Farnden in in shadow. Yes, like, yeah. I love watching Chrissy Hine dance and move. She's I great. Mean, yeah. She's she's the biggest badass in the world. Yeah. She and Pete have this like badass biker thing going on. Yeah, yeah. And then Martin and, and James are like pretty boy blondes. Yeah, and it all It's like the cheap fits. trick dynamic almost. Yeah. With the two, two pretty boys yeah. and two nerds. But it's two fits. pretty boys and two badasses. It makes you wonder like had they all, you know, not died and stayed together. Yeah. Like, this would have been like a, a unit. Yeah. Like I said, he didn't have a lot of time to make his mark but he will still get name dropped in like Best guitar players ever uh, list. So that's fascinating. That always just makes me wonder, like, if he had lived, if he were still around now and had had, you know, almost forty years yeah. of of playing now instead of just two albums. Yeah, it comes and, and two years. Freaking twenty five. He would he would probably be one of the most name check guitar players. Oh yeah, I mean he would be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on his own probably. Yeah, yeah. Well, we can only imagine. Yeah. Right? Uh, but I love that song, and, he, and he's he's one of my favorite guitar players. And I sort of forgot to include him on that uh, guitar episode. So perfect B side. Yeah, he did him right. Yeah, uh, but that's it. End of season five. End of season five, guys. All the B sides are there. All the twists and turns that happen. Yeah, we'll have to wait till next season to see how it pans out. That's the cliffhanger you were talking about, <laughs> bro. See, we did it. The cliffhanger was for the next theme. You gotta tune into the next <laughs> See? Yeah. But that's all for this episode of Music Raygun, so thanks for listening. Music Raygun is hosted by me, Paul Ciampanelli. And me, Kirk Pinchon. Our theme music is by Bagweed. Our credits music is Raygun by Bad Bad Not Good and Ghostface Killer. If you like Music Raygun and you know someone else who might like it, please tell them about us because word of mouth is the best way to share what you love. Until next time, 
See ya!